0: Welcome to Base Liberty, your source for politics. The government is way too big, way too intrusive, we are overtaxed. History. The right to self-defense is a natural, God-given right. The founders clearly understood this. Economics. We can't just keep printing off money, we can't just keep borrowing money. If you think this path is sustainable, then I've got a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you. And more. From a Liberty perspective. I've got to disagree with you there, the income tax is clearly immoral. Because it assumes you don't own the fruit of your labor, the government. Does. With your host, Darren Wisely. Deregulation and decentralization are the answers if we're ever going to get this thing back on track. We need to look to families, churches, and charities, not the state. What's going on? Welcome to Base Liberty, episode 24. Darren Wisely here, so happy to have you with us. It's Wednesday, October 14th, 2020, and Monday was what was formerly known as Columbus Day. And many of you at your schools, workplaces, or communities may have celebrated Indigenous People's Day instead of Columbus Day being Monday to give the non-cartoon, non-PC version of Christopher Columbus, The Man. We know that Christopher Columbus is evil, a racist colonizer with no redeeming qualities. Of course, that's what the leftists have painted painted him as or reduced him to today. That's what you're going to see in all the mainstream media outlets, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, or uh, heaven forbid you go into, you know, HuffPost or Vox and it's just going to get even crazier and more fact-free. But let's talk about reality. Reality is Christopher Columbus is a hero. And if you live in America, you should thank him. If you're of European descent, which a lot of America is, you should thank Christopher Columbus because you probably wouldn't be here right now. It's really easy to paint him as some awful person while we're sitting around in our air conditioning, on our smartphones, and our comfy leather chairs. But Christopher Columbus had incredible courage. When you think about these trips made four trips across the Atlantic Ocean, and was the first European to settle in the New World, in the Americas. And the perseverance that took, the courage, the dedication, I mean, it can't be understated. And we think about today, well, if you want to go to Europe from, say, Michigan, where I'm from, I mean, what, that's an 18-hour plane trip? It's nothing. You can go all around the world in less than a day, pretty much, but... Uh, it took months then, and you risked getting shipwrecked. You didn't have engines. You and even if you made it there, you could get you could die of a disease. You could get you know if you've ever played uh, Amazon Trail, Oregon Trail, you know dysentery or scurvy or something like that. I mean, we just take all these things for granted. But real heroes are people that had the courage to go out and pioneer something new, and those are the kind of people we need to look up to. And Christopher Columbus is a hero. He had incredible courage. He never says anything about race if you read what he wrote. Of course, these people don't do that. They just uh, hear something and propagate it and instantly write someone off without understanding nuance or doing any research of their own. And he is a man of great faith. He's a devout Catholic, which is very clear uh, throughout his life. But what this really goes to in, in the broader sense is this war on Western tradition and Western culture that the left has been pushing for a long time the progressives believe that life started in 1975 and that nothing before that has any value it's very Orwellian erasing history altogether or rewriting it to fit a narrative or a political agenda and this is much like the French Revolution the Jacobins throwing out the calendar creating a brand new one one that really made no sense um Because, hey, life starts today, life starts now, nothing before, this is zero, nothing before it matters. And really, ever since the French Revolution, at the end of the 18th century, you see the progressive left trying to rewrite history, trying to do this, and now they're just, they're full throttle with it. Of course, they don't like his faith, they don't like his Catholicism, and they replace it with Indigenous Peoples Day. Well, what is it? Which Indigenous people? I mean, we could celebrate indigenous peoples. There's nothing wrong with that. But they lump them all together as one group. I mean, isn't that kind of, uh, you know, racist or culturally insensitive or whatever they want to say, that all indigenous peoples are just the same? And this targeting of Columbus specifically is interesting. I mean, you look at other explorers, like Juan Ponce de Leon. He named Florida. Um, he, how he treated natives was, was much worse than Columbus, but no one is destroying his statues or, um, you know, writing silly articles about how evil he was. Columbus is targeted. Why is that? Well, probably just because he's a, he's a larger figure in our heritage. I mean, yeah, um, these Europeans, they carried diseases that did kill a lot of natives. I mean, it's not like they did it on purpose. That's just how it was at the time. But you have to think about these interactions with people you've never met, you don't know anything about culturally. And it's not like these natives were all just peaceful, friendly people. I mean, Columbus tried to get along with them as well as he could. I mean, the disease you can't do much about. But, I mean, some of these people were cannibals. I mean, the word cannibal comes from the fact that some of these natives in, in South and Central America ate the flesh of humans. They, some of them uh, drank blood from the skulls of their enemies. I mean, is that something to be celebrated? Is that what we need to look up to? So these people were, a lot of these people they ran into were barbaric, even by the European standards of that time. But to say, to say that Christopher Columbus is this, uh, you know, this racist, this evil person, I mean, I mean, look, we can say everyone's racist by 2020 standards. And again, that starts with life starting in 1975. But, I mean, he adopted a Native American child as his own because a child's mother died So I have a hard time believing he's this big racist or, you know, he wants to wipe out an entire people or what have you. Again, if you actually do a little digging into his interactions with the natives, you find a much different narrative. And I mean, Vox a few years ago had this just stupid article and here's the title of it. Nine reasons Christopher Columbus was a murderer, tyrant and scoundrel. Why do we even celebrate Columbus Day? Uh, I don't know, do you like living in North America, you idiot? Maybe that's why. But we're going to sit here in our lazy boy whining about something someone did 500 years ago. So number eight on this article, Settlers Under Columbus sold nine and ten-year-old girls into sexual slavery. This one he admitted in a letter to Juana De La Torre, sorry if my Spanish sucks, a friend of the Spanish queen. There are plenty of dealers who go about looking for girls. Those from 9 to 10 are now in demand, and for all ages, a good price must be paid. Now, this is what the media loves to do. They take one quote, no context, boom, evil man, open and shut, no other no other discussion needed. Well, they, pr- they actually undermine their own argument because they give you the length of the letter, which is very courteous of Vox. But if you read the letter, I mean, read it yourself. Don't take my word for it. Uh, Here's some wider context to that statement. This is Columbus. I assert that the violence of the calamity of turbulent persons has injured me more than my services have profited me, which is a bad example for the present and for the future. I take my oath that a number of men have gone to the Indies who did not deserve water in the sight of God and of the world. Now they're... returning thither and leave is granted them. So he's saying that these people uh, in, involved in the sex trade of young girls don't even deserve water. So he's not engaged in this practice. He's not even advocating it. He's denouncing it. He's basically saying these people should die. I mean, it's just stupid and, and you wonder, you know is this is this Vox writer, Dylan Matthews? is he being intentionally misleading or is he just another leftist idiot? It really could be either way. I mean, I'm not gonna speculate. I don't know nothing about this guy. But they love to do that with historical figures. Why? Because they hate Western tradition, Western culture, Western civilization. Just like the French Revolution, the Jacobins, just like the Russian Revolution, the Bolsheviks, the Communists, they wanna tear it all down. But let's talk about the man. Non-PC, non-cartoon. He's born in 1451 in what's now known as Italy. Of course, Tony Soprano says he's someone Italians can be very proud of. He's born, what I think would be middle class, modest means, and he becomes a trader. So uh, he's sailing around on these ships, going through places like West Africa, and he's very intellectually curious. As I said, he's devout about his faith, so he's very uh, well read in that regard. Um, he's also very interested in astronomy and geography. So. He's read Ptolemy, Uh, he's studied Marco Polo and, and different routes in that regard, and he ends up learning several different languages as well. So he's very smart, he's very curious, he's very ambitious. And he wants to find this trade route to Asia that he believes exists through different things he's read, he's studied, he's researched. So in 1484, he requests support to the king of Portugal to go on this quest, because he needs he needs financial support to do so. Uh, the king you know, takes it up with his advisor, says, ain't happening, there's no way this can be done. Two years later, he presents the plan to Spain. So, I mean, this guy, this is just another testament to his character. Um, he's so persistent, because he really believes in this. And that's turned down. But eventually, he's leaving, and he's going to take his talents elsewhere. Eventually, he gets called back, and in 1492, the crown in Spain gives him the blessing. He's got his three ships, and it ends up being a five-week voyage. He lands in the Bahamas. The rest is history, right? So he, Columbus ends up going on three other voyages. Uh, these include the Lesser Antilles, the north coast of South America, and then the final one, the east coast of Central America. And a historian, Martin Dugard, said that his legacy is less that he actually came to the Americas, but more that he stayed, and the relations he built between the Old and New World. Of course, he was he was the governor there early on, um, maybe not the best governor, but um, that certainly would be no easy task. So, in his own lifetime, he wasn't really glorified, um... There was a big dispute about him being paid. I'm not sure that he was ever really paid back in full for his services. But again, just a man of great courage, a man of of strong faith, a man of an ambitious man, and who refused to give up on this plan he had. So just just great courage and someone we should look up to. That's the point I want to get. In the Western tradition, he is exactly a role model, just like a John Smith, just like a George Washington, someone who is a man of the West, a man of courage, a man who is going to go out, pioneer, who's not going to cower when things get tough, and who's going to stick to conviction. But that's everything the left hates. Of course, they don't like individualism. They don't like someone staking out their own way. They want everyone to fight for the greater good. And the Columbus statues, just like the Confederate monuments, were just the low-hanging fruit. And I said this years ago when this stuff was going down that it would continuously be worse because, again, everyone, look at American history, for instance, everyone in the 18th and 19th centuries is going to be, quote, racist by today's standards. So you can find flaws in them to take to take them down. And where does it end? Well, it now we have people taking down Jefferson and Washington statues. It's just stupid. History is not to be liked or disliked. It is to be studied and learned from. Taking down a statue isn't going to change anything other than maybe taking away something we could learn from to better ourselves. Look, there's been awful things that have happened in American history, in Western history, in all of human history, but putting our fingers in our ears, closing our eyes, and screaming isn't going to change it. We take it away, then it happens again. But instead, if we keep the remnants of it, if we study it, we learn from it, maybe it doesn't happen again. I mean, these people are so arrogant because they want to point fingers at people who lived in totally different times, criticize things like slavery, which, of course, is is terrible. But these same people have no problem with murdering unborn innocent children. How are people going to look at them in 100, 200 years? They're going to think they were savages. These leftists, these Karens, crying about statues because they have nothing better to do, don't even think that way because they don't think I mean, the people writing for these articles, these AOC types, I mean, you must have to be on one side of the intelligence bell curve to get a job writing these type of just stupid, ignorant articles. But the problem is not many people are willing to fight against it. People think, well, you know, is it really worth getting that mad about a Columbus Day or a Confederate monument or or even a Washington statue? Well, the problem is with these leftists, you crack the door open, they take up the whole room. There is no compromising with an ideology that requires total conformity. It's funny because people talk about fighting a disease amid the COVID crisis. Of course, we had COVID week last week, which I hope you guys enjoyed. The real disease is progressivism. It's infiltrated every aspect of culture, Hollywood, our universities, our public schools, which explains how children are so easily indoctrinated. I mean, what happened to youth? that used to be rebellious and fight against things. I mean, now it's just shut up and get in line and worship the state. I mean, it's creepy. But that's because progressivism is everywhere, and, and it's in religion. I mean, look at Notre Dame. They covered up, I don't know what they ended up doing with it, but they covered up a mural of Columbus, this devout Catholic at a Catholic university. I mean, ridiculous. Universities should be teaching history so people can learn from it. But their version of history is, well, if it might offend people, we can't teach anyone. Really? What kind of an education is that? I hope people never donate to these institutions in their lives. Take it out of your will. Don't donate to them because they're just spreading fact-free propaganda. That's what this show is about, is arming people with the truth to confront these type of things, whether it's Columbus, whether it's American history, constitutionalism what have you so just some food for thought but what they're really trying to do at the end of the at the end of the day is remake history take away any heroes of course take away any sense of masculinity in the traditional sense they want all men to their ideal man is a homer simpson low testosterone sits around eats donuts all day doesn't fight for anything it's disgusting what they're doing to the culture, but but stand up and fight against it. It's the only way to change anything. And if you like what we're doing here, leave us a five-star review. Subscribe on Apple, YouTube, wherever you listen. If you don't want to look all that up, go to ChooseWisely, dot org. You can find my Twitter, Facebook, and all that there. So, hey, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the rest of your hump day, and we will catch you.